0: This week, Anne and Nick are back for a new episode with special guest Janet Chi, co-founder and CEO of Pure Minds Neuropharma. As our first recorded episode of 2024, Janet joins us this week to discuss her interesting career path, which led her to Pure Minds, a neuroscience company working with psychedelic compounds to treat neurological disorders. In this episode, Janet shares more about the specific indications that Pure Minds is targeting, like ALS, Parkinson's, and traumatic brain injury, dives into the company's unique approach to developing these drugs, and highlights what investors need to know for Pure Minds' upcoming $10 million Series A raise. If you're interested in learning more about Janet and Pure Minds Neuropharma, visit the links in our show notes. Also be sure to follow Pure Minds and Janet on LinkedIn and other top social media platforms. So, sit back and enjoy our conversation with Janet Chi of Pure Minds Neuropharma.
1: Janet Chi, welcome. We are so excited that you are joining us. This is our first recorded podcast of 2024 so uh you know we are we're a little rusty we took a couple weeks off um to kind of rest and relax and and be with our families but um we're excited to jump in here and and have you be our 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 first guest so let's jump in um if you could wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself um and then we can get into what pure minds does
2: Thank you, Anne, and and thank you for the team. I'm so happy to be here, and so thank you to have to have me here, and especially being so fresh in the new year and being the first one to be interviewed. So thank you very much. So I'm Janet Chi, I'm co-founder and CEO of Pure Minds Neuropharma, and I'm a and I'm not a scientist. I'm a, a finance person. I worked in corporate and in investment banking for over 10 years and and also and then after the investment banking I became a serial um, entrepreneur I started uh, multiple companies and especially in mostly in uh, strategic management and also um, uh, branding and also I started companies for commercialization of uh, biotech innovations and pure minds is one of my most favorite child I would say Mm -hmm. And we, I started to Pure Minds in 2018. Um, and it has been a journey, but well, but it has been very, very good for me. So
1: and 2018 was was relatively um, I guess, early in this um kind of rush for um psychedelic backed or or psychedelic, you know, medicine um, becoming a little bit more mainstream and, you know, having people really understand what it is and what the possibility is. Can you just give us a little bit about what Pure Minds is and, and your thesis for the company? Sure. Um, so Pure Minds is a neuroscience
2: company. We focus on um, treating neurological disorders using all kinds of therapeutic uh, you know um, uh, platforms, including small molecules and psychedelic molecules we started to recognize the importance and the interesting part of using psychedelic or neuroplastigens to treat neurological disorders because more and more of scientific pub- publishings came out and a lot of uh, the scientific uh, studies has come out to show very strong evidence that uh, psychedelics and, and, and neuroplastogens in general can actually you know, improve neuroplasticity and neuroplasticity is a very important part of your neural cognition and also and you know and recovery of the brain is in, in you know in terms of having all kinds of defects so that's when we we don't get to understand it as I know at, at, at all at once in 19 and 2018 when i started uh, pure minds that was when one of my very good friend um a famous um you know a famous uh, maestro kerry stratton he's a conductor and artist um, he was diagnosed with als and and you know there has been a lot of discussions of, what can cause ALS and what is the treatment to, uh, to, for ALS. And that's when I started to understand, you know, there are new discoveries in neuroplastigens and psychedelics, but it's not that easy to get into it because at that time, you know, there aren't a lot of uh, scientific uh, studies to show the efficacies and um, even for mental health. And at that point, so and what we did at that point at in with pure Minds is we started to apply for a license with Health Canada to allow us to deal with and do research. With psychedelic compounds, and then um, you start starting from psilocybin, you know, magic mushrooms. Um, in the end, in 2020, and uh, Health Canada came back to say, um, you know, I I understand you are doing research, but might as well just because you have a facility, also might as well to give you a full license that you can also produce and sell psychedelic compounds. So now we have a license, um, that includes psilocybin, psilocin. MDMA, DMT, LSD, ketamine, and masculine, and um that we can not only do research, but we can also produce and sell and export. So, so that is wonderful. And but um that is only one part of you know getting to where we want to be. And then from there, we started a drug discovery process to understand what is the best way to get to the right drug for neurological disorders um, that started in 2021. And by now we have a very robust um, neuros- and, and n- neuroplastigen and drug pipeline that is including both small, normal small molecules and something called an HDAT6 inhibitor. Plus, psychedelic compounds like a botanical formulation of psilocybin that is proprietary to us. We also are working on and and novel chemical entities of other psychedelic analogs that can get to the effect. So that's really an interesting and you know journey for us to really discover what is the best way of treating neurological disorders.
1: I think it's really interesting that you know when we think about. Um, And I'm just going to stick on the psychedelic side for now uh, and those kind of compounds and molecules um, that when people think about these types of therapies um, and being, you know, if they have the trip or if you don't have the trip um, as treating um, mental health, mental health issues like PTSD or major depressive disorder or Um, anorexia nervosa or those types of of indications but but what you're also doing is expanding it out to more um physically forward this isn't the right way to say it I'm saying it inelegantly but like um ALS um you know is a very physical obviously just disease I mean you guys are looking at at these types of diseases in addition to um mental health disorders
2: Right. Um, so we can always start with a mental health disorder. So, for example, our first indie and uh, the first indication of our first program is using our proprietary botanical psilocybin formulation. The first indication is actually major depressive disorder in Parkinson's disease and ALS disease patients. Okay. Uh, you know, we we all know that um, you know psychedelics has a, a way of rewiring the brain, and then what is underlying that is that it has multiple effects and on one on one side is neuroplastic plastic effects improves neuroplasticity and also increases dendritic spine formation and growth in the brain it also increases synaptogenesis and and also early you know gene expression those kind of things are really very important to improve the neuroplasticity and then as we know neuroplasticity when we are a child when, when when we're children and our neuroplasticity is higher and as we grow older and our neuroplasticity drops and that also reflects, in you know, it's harder for us to learn language or it's harder for us to learn piano. But having a way of improving neuroplasticity is to help the brain to rewire itself and also to improve its cognitive function. That also speaks to the neurological patients who has a defect in neuroplasticity. Um, The other side of psychedelics is also... um, it has a neuroprotective effect. For example, it can um, regulate neuroinflammation and and also and uh, you know pro-inflammatory and cytokines and also have immunological and hormones that also helps with the protectiveness of the brain and neurons. And so by basically using psychedelics is having multiple. Effects in neuroscience, for example, and usually the the scientists will find a target, like a disease target, and then they will find one molecule to 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 deal with that particular target. That is a single target approach, which is very high in failure rate. But we're using psychedelics, (laughs) and it's very expensive too. And sometimes the the clinical trials will fail in phase three. After half a billion dollar has been spent, but using psychedelics, we know, first of all, psychedelics pass through the blood brain barrier. So that's not a problem of dealing with the brain. And secondly, we know uh, that there are uh, positive uh, data to show that it has has done a lot to to the brain, especially for the neuroplasticity side and also neuroprotective side. So... It's almost like finding a multimodal approach to a problem, which is lowering the risk.
3: I, I want to jump back because you, you started this conversation saying you weren't a scientist, but you know, <laughs> you,
2: know.
3: your knowledge of the you're science is saying, yeah, really you're faking well. it really <laughs> well.
2: I faked it very well. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: but so you have this really impressive background, um, you know, corporate finance, investment banking, strategic management. As you said, you know, can you talk a little bit more about how how you use that background to, to guide what you're um, pursuing here with Peer Minds?
2: Oh, that's a very good question because a lot of scientists can start uh, companies, but um, being a business person, we're we're actually in a a better position because... um, as a corporate investment banker in the past, I see how companies thrive and how companies fail. And it's all about, you know, cash flow management, you know, regulatory you know management, also a risk management. It's all about that. And also, you know, business development. So over the years, I have become a business developer and risk manager and also an accounting person who understands accounting and finance. And I also become a marketing person. And overall, I became a strategic person. That's why Pure Minds has taken a role which is quite unique in the way that we're not al- not only a drug development company, but we're also a de-risked drug development company. In the sense that not only we're picking a de-risked approach for drug development, we're also uh, you know building a lot of uh, we have built a building block so that we're in the pos- in the process of generating revenue, and that revenue can also uh, you know de-risk. The the enterprise risk basically mitigate that risk. Um, that's what a lot of the startups cannot afford. Um, but we have done that. We have built all the building blocks so that we are we are here. We're not only generating long term, uh, creating long term value through the drug development pipeline. We're also de risking our process by generating revenue.
3: And can you expand a little bit on the on the, those revenue programs? All look like for our, for our listeners.
2: So, and it's an armed revenue program is mostly um, tied to our license with the dealer's license or controlled substances that is, you know, put us in the first mover advantage and also very very high barriers of entry. So a company like us who will start to get a license like this will take three to five years and maybe... Half in you know, the five million to ten million dollars, but we already done that, right? So we're in the in the in the forefront of that. And That allows us to actually produce our own therapeutic uh, products uh, in house. For example, our pure, uh, program Pure One Hundred One is. F- it's from A to Z, we start the genetics, we start, we do the propagation of magic mushrooms, we do our extraction, and our extraction is based on our proprietary extraction technology. And then we do our own purification. That way, we can control the cost of it. But at the same time, we can also, you know, make it make this one available for partnerships and licensing and sales in the future. So that really is giving us an opportunity to to generate revenue in the short and medium term. On the other side, we also have proprietary technology for formulation. And that technology um, is also very promising for us. And it's very applicable to a lot of the nutraceutical um, field too, but we don't want to be the person to commercialize it. So we have established a joint venture in the U.S. And the joint venture and with a very good partner who is the expert in commercializing, you know, biotech inventions like this. And we're in the process of commercializing by licensing and, you know, technology.
1: You had alluded to funding um, and you are, I guess, can you tell us where you are in your series A round and what are and what are you going to do with it? What are your hopes and dreams for it?
2: Right. Yes. (laughs) Where you know, the company is is and to, to this day is mostly funded by the co-founders, myself and my partner, Sophia, and also the family and friends and seed round. So um, we are able to gather a lot of trust in myself. And you know, and so that they gave me the money to to develop the company. And to at this point, and our Series A is going to be for ten million dollars. And the use of the use of proceeds for the Series A is to complete um, a two animal toxicity studies for IND filing for two programs, plus one IND filing for our pure one hundred one program. And uh, we're also starting, um, uh, clinical trials and hopefully in phase two, a in towards the end of this year and starting from maybe Australia. So all of that uh, takes money, of course. Yeah. So that's, that's our $10 million there.
1: I mean, that's yeah. So, and you'll probably need more, um, at yeah. some point, <laughs> uh, are you, I guess, what is your, are you guys thinking about going public one day or it's just too early at this point to, to think about that?
2: It's not too early, actually, um, but we have to pick the right timing for a potential IPO. And it's all about what value inflection point you want to get to before we go IPO. For us, our, our goal is to get to a consistent um, revenue generation, plus at least having two clinical programs in phase one and phase two uh, clinical trials, that will be the perfect timing for us to go IPO. And we actually have started conversations with investment banks on that front. You know, it usually takes a year to two years to really prepare for something that is Yeah. Is coming, and then we we wanted to start early, so we are already talking to investment banks on that. Um, and I always use this analogy to say, um, if you have a daughter, you want to marry off. You want to make sure that daughter is having a beautiful, a big wedding, and also you want the marriage to be successful. And that's what we're looking at here.
1: That's a that's a really interesting analogy. And you know <laughs> what i was What I was going to ask is, um, you know. Uh, you and your partner uh, who developed this company are women. um, And I can't help but notice that there aren't many women led um, biotech companies uh, in in the space. And I, first of all, I'm so excited when to get to a time where I don't have to ask this question because it's dumb, but I got to ask it anyway. How does it feel to walk into a room? I mean, I'm assuming that you know, most of your colleagues are men. And I'm assuming most of the, you know, the the banks you're talking to and the investors you're talking to and the funds you're talking to um, are are mostly men. I mean, is that how have you have you what how does that make you feel?
2: That's a very good question. Um I, I got asked a lot of that question. And first of all, women who wants to achieve something should not have fear. Well, of course we have fear. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a way to deal with the fear. And to me, at this point, I have no fear. Like when I'm walking into the room with full of men, I'm not afraid. That's number one. That is coming from the confidence in myself, what I've gone in the I've done in the past, what what I've gone through. I've gone through a lot of things in my journey to, to till today. And there are situations when people will say things to me that they would not say to me if I were a man. You, you know what I mean? So I have gone through all of that. Um, number one thing is to have confidence in yourself and know your stuff. That's number one. And number two is I treat all my male colleagues as partners. They're people. They You earn their respect by showing what you have. So I've done that and I've gained a lot of uh, very good friends, partners, business partners, you know, um, and they we have mutual respect. And that is the best way of building relationship in a business.
3: I mean, totally echo everything that Ann said, and and you know appreciate you know everything that you just said there, Janet, because it is such an important. It's a it, it's a dumb thing that we have to keep bringing up, but you know, Ann and I have been doing this podcast for six years, you know, both on the cannabis and psychedelic side, and it is very rare, you know, um, two female co-founders. You have uh, several women in your leadership. We see plenty of of companies that don't have it. So you know, you know, all, wishing you all the success uh, as you guys move forward. Um, but I, I, I yeah. want to sh- shift back um, just to be clear on the, the different neurological indications that, that Pure Minds is, is uh, targeting. I know you brought up ALS um, from uh, your, your colleague that was diagnosed with it and you had mentioned major depressive disorder for Parkinson's. Um, but can, are, are there any other neurological indications that you guys are, are focusing on?
2: Yes. And there's one more and a few, I would say a few other more. We're also doing some preclinical studies in Alzheimer's disease using H.6 inhibitors. And also we're looking into Parkinson's disease, modifying of Parkinson's diseases. And there's one more we're working on is called, it's the chemotherapy induced peripheral neuropathy basically chemo pain and and also that can also extend into chemotherapy induced cognitive impairment so what we call chemo brain and it's all all of these are unmet you know big unmet medical needs and then there is no really cure and we want to be at the forefront of it
3: I mean yeah I I have an uncle with uh, multiple sclerosis and it's like I've seen for decades just how there's it, it reaches a point where it feels like there's no hope for, for people that once they reach a certain level that they can't get it. And, you know, it, as like, you know, the, the friends, family, colleagues, we it, it, it's I really appreciate on a personal level what, that you guys are dedicating the time, the money, the effort towards this stuff. So, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, if you can add MS to, to, to your guys' yeah. list, I guess <laughs> this is what I'm ultimately trying to say.
2: We've been also looking at uh, multiple uh, sclerosis. uh, And so we're just looking for the best way of uh, approaching it. Um, But it might be something that we'll consider in the future. But I also want to mention one thing. For a lot of neurological diseases, such as multiple uh, sclerosis, one of the reasons people are getting these uh, neurological disorders is really lack of vitamin D. And, And I wanted to mention this because vitamin D is... Um, is a very de- a lot of people are in deficiency of vitamin D, especially people living in the northern hemisphere, and you know in it's in Canada, sort of. And, and, yeah. Yes, yeah, my family's from Michigan. Percent. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Um, and then whatever product you see out there for a vitamin D is usually very low in bioavailability, and I would say between three to five percent. And we have and I mentioned to, to you our proprietary formulation technique. Technology. One of the technology can actually actually allow us to produce um, nano-emulsified vitamin D that has a um, absorption rate up to fifty or even more than fifty percent. And we're in the process of developing that and then licensing out um, as part of our uh, you know revenue program. And 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 most importantly, and our technology and has no. We don't use any chemical. Um, you know components of it. So it's all organic. So that's something that I'm very proud of. And that's also a very promising part of our revenue program.
1: So given that our um, we've got a lot of retail investors listening, um, what's the investor pitch? What are the what are the if you could pick out three key points that you think if you're pitching to an investor, they should know? Sure. So as an investor, you're looking for a
2: business that is bringing you value and and return and also being safe. We're building our company just to that. And first of all, we have a very innovative program that is addressing all the neurological disorders from multiple fronts. But at the same time, it uh, not only we're focusing on the long term value generation, but also a medium short, medium term revenue generation that will de-risk the whole company. So I I believe we have a very unique positioning in the market. And given that we also have this license that is allowing to do a lot of things that other companies cannot do. I, I do believe that this we are in the, in the, in the right spot and to getting ready to take flight.
3: And uh, I, I'm curious, you know, uh, we, we've talked about the, the, the Series A round that you guys are, are, are working on right now, uh, but what else has you excited, uh, you know, as Ann said, this is our first podcast of 2024, what has you excited about the next 12 months?
2: For the next 12 months. And so our clinical program is one thing and also making a successful joint venture in uh, in Miami um, to make it uh, to to start to generate revenue is something that is also exciting to us. And most imp- importantly, I think it's very exciting year for 2024 can be is that um, we're looking to have more data to come out to to show the world that what the neuroplastigens and psychedelics can do to improve our lives and especially neurological and dealing with neurological diseases. We're so um, excited about the, the, the data that will come in from our company, but also from other companies that are generating all kinds of data uh, to show the industry.
3: Do you have a timeline on when that data might be published?
2: We're starting to get data um, starting from March, April, and then most of the data will start to get published in, in the second part of 2024, and that's when our, you know, our first clinical program will go into uh, clinical trials.
3: Got it. All right. Well, we'll make sure that we're um, looking out for that in, in the in the coming months and in the second half of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, Janet, this has been really great. We have one question that we love to ask, um, all all of our guests, whenever they come on here and, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, we're, we're PR people, we're we're storytellers and we're, we're always interested in what are CEOs thinking as the untold story. So if you were to open up, you know, the Toronto star or, uh, the New York times, wall street journal and and see an A1 story for something that you think is not getting enough attention, um, in, in this industry, you know, what would that story be?
2: I would say you know the scientists that are all behind all of this is not getting enough attention people are looking more at uh, you know uh, what's happening in you know with uh, all the clinical trials but you know we are not giving enough spotlight on the scientists who are actually making everything happen and I would hope that and there will be more coverage or more spotlight on the scientists and their, their desires and and their passion and why they're doing what they're doing. And I've been dealing with a lot of scientists in my life and, and every one of them inspire me. And I learn from all of them, you know, I learn a lot from the scientists. In fact, that I can fake being a scientist, (laughs) talking to them, but I just feel that they're not, they're not getting enough spotlight. Um, And that's something I would want to see more.
1: I love that. I think that's a, a great place to leave it. Janet Chi, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat with us and for being our first guest of the year. Thank you. I'm
2: very honored. And thank you very much for for your good comments about me. And I really, really look forward to giving you more updates down the road in 2024 and beyond. We look
1: forward to that too. All right. Thank you.
3: Another huge thanks to Janet G of Pure Minds Neuropharma. You can learn more all about her company at pureminds.com. That's P-U-R minds.com. And as always, thanks for listening to The Green Rush. If you want to chat with Anne, Lewis, Chris, Phil I, you can find us on Twitter with the handle at the underscore Green Rush or on Instagram at the Green Rush underscore podcast. You can reach us uh, via email at greenrush at kcsa.com. We love your feedback, guest ideas, and we want everything you want us to cover in 2024. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the Green Rush in your favorite podcatcher. One take, Shay. One take.